speaking about cross-examination, we've had a conversation before about how it's actually a multi-layered form of communication. So in respect to the witness, not only are you trying to elicit questions from them, as you've just mentioned, they can be put on edge by something being planted and then thinking, oh no, when's it going to come out? But also it's a communication to the judge. So you're not so worried about what the witness says. You're telling the judge what your story is. And perhaps some of the questions may be guessing the evidence, but it will, you know, it's going to unnerve your opponent. So you've got all of this communication going in. So do you think that you've been through all the work that you have done, that you have a more heightened awareness to the different types of communication that's going on in the courtroom? Well, I do feel I've got a good awareness of that. And that is helped by all of the coaching and also the kind of organisational team coaching, which is about the kind of greater complexity of relationships beyond kind of one-on-one. And I've always loved that aspect of cross-examination. You know, I think that kind of bit of advice we're always given, never ask a question that you don't know the answer to, is a really bad piece of advice, right? Because sometimes you don't really care what the answer is. It's the question that's important. You know, there are so many of these kind of aphorisms that have probably had their day and need to be consigned to the graveyard, really. So I like to play when I'm on my feet. I like to engage in that process of, um, yeah, pressing people's buttons sometimes if it's not for the sake of it, obviously, but if it's going to help the case to destabilize the opponent or destabilize the client, you know, often I think of the imagery of kind of launching a missile in the other side's camp, you know, and setting something off in there, which And sometimes in communications, I'll want to try and undermine the other side's confidence in their advocate. You know, I'll do that quite deliberately. And it might work, it might not work, who knows, but it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any examples of those secret things that you do? This might not be dead on point for your question, but for the theme of what you're asking me, it probably is. So in no particular order, I mean, one thing I do now, which I which I've never would have had the courage to do in the past, and it's come from coaching, is cross-examine based on body language, right? I would never have done that. What one learns from coaching and therapy is that the body sends out signals which the person can't control or often isn't aware of. And of course, you can't uh, always read body language accurately, and it would be arrogant to suggest that one could always do that, but one can use it. So I'll give you an example. I was cross-examining an expert a few years back. He was a traffic transportation expert. And he'd made some, um, reached some conclusions about traffic impact and capacity and so on from a development my client was promoting. And it looked like there was some kind of basis for it, but it wasn't very clear. So I said, well, you know, what's the basis for what you've said? And he said, well, you know, uh, that's my judgment. And I said, yeah, sure, but, but what's, I appreciate it's your judgment, but, you know, what's your judgment? based on and he more or less gave the same answer and then the last time I asked it he put his hands on his heart and he said I, I he said I just I, I know that that's the way it's going to be and he pressed his hands on his heart and so I paused and I said to him just show the inspector so we have planning inspectors in our in our planning inquiry just show the inspector what you just did and of course he didn't realize what he'd just done so I said to him, do you mind if I show the inspector what you just did and this is another thing I like doing which is to get permission from the witness to kind of take their power away. You know, let me show you what you just did. And once the witness says yes, the witness has surrendered, you know, some of their authority, right? 
which has given me another example, which I'll tell you in a second. And I saw, I put my hands on my heart and I went, sir, the witness just did this. So I said, you know, Mr. Smith, what does this mean to you? Oh, no. What part of your body were you touching? My heart, he said. So what's that mean to you when you put your hand on your heart and you answered that question? And in the end, he said, well, I just feel that that's the way it's going to be. And of course, if you're an expert and you based your opinion on feeling, you're finished. So not only did that finish him then, but then anything I didn't like that he gave in his evidence later on, I, I would then put my hand on my heart and say, oh, Mr. Smith, is that another of your feelings? Thank you for listening to the Advocacy Podcast, Journeys to Excellence. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and visit us at theadvocacypodcast.com for reading lists and other resources. Until next time.